Hello, this is Gidon Rothstein, and this is Paragud Bet of Sefer Mishlei, Chapter 12 of the Book of Mishlei. It is a gem-packed chapter, and we are doing it with the Vilna Gaon, who tends towards saying a lot of things, a lot of different things, so we will try to move uh, fairly quickly through the Perak today. Pasukala starts with, Ohev Musar, Ohev Da'ad, Visonei Tochach Ad Ba'ar, which means he who loves discipline loves knowledge. He who spurns reproof is a brutish man, is a Ba'ar. So that is a puzzle that is clearly coming down the side of saying that you need to look for or be willing to accept discipline and reproof and admonishment and remonstration in order to gain and to grow in knowledge. And that, in fact, is what the Gilel Nagol says that he goes a step further than that, meaning that would seem to say a challenge for today anyway, that you have to be willing to accept criticism from others in order to really learn, which is a whole topic we could discuss about whether or not people are, in fact, ready and open to legitimate criticism. But aside from that, Independent of that, the Vilna Gaon says on Hoiv Musar that Torah is only uh, acquired with Yisurim. Now we usually say Yisurim means suffering, but he, and and he means that, and therefore someone who loves Yisurim will love that. What he means is, I think, he means that sometimes the suffering that we get from God, in which some people tend to say, "Why would God send this to me?" The Vilna Gaon says that this is one of the ways in which people, sadly perhaps, but one of the only ways in which people learn, and therefore if you reject suffering. And then he says, or even just tochacha, um, admonishment, reproof, you will left as, you will be left as a buyer because you won't be willing to accept that which God has sent you away with, that which other people sent you away, you won't be able to learn. Pasuk bet, a different discussion. Tov, you think there's a parak filled with different discussions. So from sentence to sentence, we may be on a different topic. Some will be, have a flow, but many will not. A good person will earn the favor of Hashem, whereas a man of intrigues, an ish mizimot yarshia, which the JPS English has as, will earn his condemnation, right? Yarshia, because it's relating it back to the beginning of the Pasuk, whereas the Vilnot says, Tov Yafik, so he says, HaMitzvot Himritzon Hashem, doing mitzvot are God's will, and by virtue of the mitzvot, you also receive his will, which is that Hashem wants to do good by us. So, Tovia Figurat Sunday Hashem is that if we do good, then we get good, and that's what Hashem wants. And the parentheses, which is the student who records this, says, and that's why Hashem gave us Torah and Mitzvot and Midot and character traits. Shall Yudei, by virtue of these things, Nuchal Kabel Ritzono, we will be able to get God's bounty. So, in that reading of it, and then I think it's a very typical. Uh, 18th, late 18th century reading of Torah and Mitzvos, it's an opportunity for Hashem to do good for us. It leaves many philosophical questions open. I don't pretend that it answers all of the questions that you have about this, but the, one of the prime reasons to give us mitzvot and the ability to improve our characters is to get closer to Hashem. And that would be, it would be that when Hashem gives us, uh, pays us, people often hear that only as a negative side, but it's a positive side as well. To the extent that we do mitzvot, to the extent that we do what Hashem wants, we also get good. And there's a story in the Gemara with Rabbi Barakana, where a certain taya, a certain merchant says to him, and so the Vilna Gaon throws in that it's really the Yetzirah. So he's reading the story in the Gemara as not being an actual story that happened, but that it's a reflection or it's an allegory for what happened with his Yetzirah. And says to Rabbi Barakana, I can show you a way to actually get both worlds, this world and the next world. How? Just work on making a good living. And why? Because there's a Gemara that says, whoever gains the benefit of his own, of the work of his own hands, so the Pasuk says, Ashrech HaVetovlach, that you'll be happy in this world and happy in the next world. That's a mission in the Imperial of I think. So, it's showing you that 
Just do that, and then you won't have to worry about the next world. In other words, why bother learning Torah and doing mitzvos? Just working your livelihood. And so Rabbi Rochanis back says, no, which means that people's food, the Vilna Gona is saying, happens in a natural kind of way. And therefore, sometimes, lifamim, bane chaye, umizone, children, and life, and your food, and your ability to make a living, bimazalatalya. So the Vilna Gona here, and this is very interesting to me, because the Vilna Gona is somebody we would think of as very much uh, aware of Hashkachat Hashem, of Hashem being in charge of the world, and yet he knows the Gemara that says there are certain areas of life which are not always coming from Hashem. Today it's very common to people say, well, it's all from Hashem. But the Gona is saying, based on the Gemara, Bani Chaye Umizone, your livelihood, your lifespan, and your children, whether you have them and how they turn out. They galgal chazer and it all revolves around. But so, how do you avoid that? But you can get rid of all of that if you act well and if you do good. Whereas Nishbazimot, who thinks he can figure out negative things and ways to do negative things, and he'll have food, but either he'll become poor, but at the very least he won't uh, succeed in the ways that he wants to, and it'll be against his will. So that's Hashem that even if naturally maybe fully naturally it would have been bad for you you can find ways around it because you will be a fikra Hashem that's the value for the Vilna Gaon of earning by virtue of being a good person greater hashkacha greater divine providence Pasek Gimel Lo yikon adam v'resha v'shoresh tzadikim bal yimot so lo yikon adam v'resha a person cannot be established in wickedness I mean you can't when you're a wicked person set down real roots but the root of the righteous will never be shaken loose the Vilna Gaon says that the loyukon adabaresh is that if you don't, if you're an evildoer, you won't really have any firm foundation. Even if you have sometimes good going to them. So we will often see somebody doing well and succeeding and say, oh, it's so terrible, he's such a terrible person. How come he or she is so successful? Well, the one is saying that success will always be temporary. Sadly, for our perspective, temporary can mean 30 or 40 years, but it will be temporary. Whereas Shoret said he came, if their people are really righteous, even if they have down times, even if there are times when they're not successful, it'll only be again temporary. Now, temporary could be uh, a long time, relatively, but it's only temporary. It will not have that lasting impact, that lasting uh, amount of time of not having a place to be. But eventually, it's the Kim's way of viewing the world will succeed. So an Eshet Chayel, a woman of valor, right? Eshet Chayel, a woman of valor, a capable wife is a crown for her husband. Whereas it's like bone rot if you have a Mivisha, if you have a wrongful wife or a bad wife or a wife who doesn't do her job right, whatever a Mivisha would be. So there are, so Vilnagon says there are three kinds of wives. There's a woman who's Yefei Marad, there's Yefei Torah, Tawar, and Elisha Maskelet. And, and then he says, who sowed etzam me'atzamah? And that is what the Pusik means when it says that, um, etzam me'atzamah, that she is one of my bones, which is that a woman who is maskelet, that's the kind of wife that one should hope for. It's a woman who is Yirat Hashem, and he's an, she's an Asian Chayel. And the Velnagon says, these are the 48 things that the Torah is nicknamed by him, meaning he's not even reading Asian Chayel necessarily being actually about your wife. It's about how you perhaps approach Torah, and it's a crown, he says, and it's a crown like in Olam Haba, it's the Ateret, that in the future you'll have the Ateret of Torah. So, um, because, he says, 
your sins are engraved on your bones. And if you don't have an ancient chayel, so then the rot of the sin sits in. In other words, this whole Pesach, the Gona is reading, is one of those kinds of readings that you want to pay attention to because they are so revelatory of what a person's impression is. He doesn't even need to be talking so much about a wife. He's talking about how it is you approach Torah and how it is you gain Torah. So in Eshet Chayel, if you have an Isham Maskele, if you're paying attention to the right things, then you will learn Torah the right way. Then you'll have the 48 um, mechanisms listed in Pekevot as to how one gets really gets Torah in the right way. And then you'll have protection for any kind of rakav, any kind of rot in your bones. And then in the world to come, you'll have the full Atara. This could be read in the non-metaphorical way as well, but that's not what the Wizard of Vilna Gon does here. Pazik Hey. That all that the tzaddikim think about machshavot tzaddikim are for mishpat, are for good things, and for finding ways to do mishpat. Whereas all of the strategies that rishaim take care of is all to try to find a way to trick people and uh, and to find ways to get around laws and to get to their own advantage. And that's a distinction between tzaddikim and rishaim. Tzaddikim were trying to think always of the way, a way to do a good thing. Rishaim were trying to find, find a way to do a thing that will succeed. For their purposes. When Rishaim speak, it's all the Arov Dam, even when they speak good things. It's all a way to set people up, to find people, to lure them into their traps. Whereas Pisharim say Yatilaim, whereas the mouths of the straight people will save them because they'll say the right thing. Another possibility says when you see um, Yisharim talking to Rishaim like that, if you have Rishaim who really are seeking to uh, always do bad. And you see Yishayim talking to them, you should understand that Yishayim are trying to save them. Not save themselves, but save even the Rishayim. Um, that would be another perspective. In other words, then the Pasuk is saying that Rishayim, like the Pasuk, hey, Rishayim are always looking for their own advantage, and in that they're looking to get up on other people and to therefore destroy other people. Whereas Yishayim will be saved by, the, will either be saved themselves by their proper speech, or they will be seeking to save others whenever they're speaking to Rishayim. Continuing our theme of contrasting Rishayim to Tzadikim. So just like we said in Pasuk Gimel, here too, that Rishayim will turn over and then they won't be around. When Hashem um, turns over on the Rishayim their own thoughts and turns it back on them so that they are hoist by their own pitard, as it were, when as they that they are destroyed by their own plans. It's not only that Tzadikim will be saved, right, but it's rather that the Rishayim will get the exact opposite of what they wanted, and they will be gone, and they won't have any remnant, they won't have any roots left, they won't have any branches left, whereas the Tzadikim, even if they temporarily fall, even if they temporarily are vanquished, well, their house and their home and their remnants in the world will be solid and will stay there Solidly, which is, I think, according to the Gon, what we're really longing for is that what we do and what we strive for and what we want to set up have a lasting impact on the world. Um, he says, even though a person is a Yerushimayim in quiet, in, in private, nobody really knows him, nobody really knows his Torah, he will eventually be praised in public because the Torah will find its way to announce his goodness. Whereas a Na'avelev, even if is even if it's in his heart only, Hagadosh Baruch Hu will make his embarrassment known as well, and therefore, um, and that's the contrast. So the contrast here for the Vilna he's got other he's got other pshatim here as well. But I don't want to get too far over time, and it's a very long and rich parak. So here, at least this one, he's saying that even the things you do in private, if they are extremes, either extremely good or extremely bad, Hashem will find a way to make sure that they announce themselves in public, either so the person can reap their proper respect or 
their proper embarrassment. So he says it's better that a person um, embarrass himself or treat himself, degrade himself, so as not to uh, live a too high a lifestyle, and by virtue of which he'll eventually be lacking for money. And so too he should do it in Torah as well. He should be mitbazed, degrade himself to learn more rather than working to get greater and greater cover, greater and greater honor, and then not having anything at home. So this is a lesson both in the financial sense that there are people, and unfortunately we see this in our time, there are people who live at a lifestyle and a, um, a level of comfort that eventually they cannot sustain, and then it's terrible, and it would be better if they had lived at a slightly less, you know, there are all these stories of these millionaires who live in the same home, I think Warren Buffett lives in the same home they lived in 45 years ago, even though his wealth has is a, an, an, an order of magnitude greater than it was back then. So they live in a lifestyle that's extremely sustainable, and that's better than trying to build yourself up and living in a lush lifestyle, in a luxurious lifestyle, which you eventually cannot sustain and don't have food to be able to sustain. And there are all those images of people who have these mansions and can't hold them up, and eventually when they're found, they, they were living off of cat food because they had no money, etc. And that's true in Torah as well. Better to degrade yourself and learn more and be able to learn more and get more, rather than setting yourself up as if you know more than you do and then you don't really have anything. Prosecute, you dad said Zari. So that one uh, another marker, di- marking difference between a tzaddik and a rasha is that tzaddik uh, has compassion on all those around them, and therefore even an animal whose job is to work for him, he knows what he's able to do or not able to do, and doesn't push the animal for more. Whereas when a rasha even acts as if he has compassion, it's really a negative compassion, it's really a cruelty, because he's really only worried about uh, himself and making sure that the animal works for him as much as possible, and he just wants for himself. So that whole emphasis on selfishness as opposed to compassion is an important element and aspect of being a tzaddik versus a rasha. Um, the Vilna Gaon gives an example of somebody who has land. Three people, there's a Gemara that talks about two different people have land. One has land and he chooses to work other people's lands rather than his own and he works for a salary. When their land loses, when there's a time of a famine or they don't need him anymore, then he has no way to make a living because he got so used to working their land and his land he left to lie fallow and to not be, uh, not to have any yield. Whereas the second person, um, who has land that he can't work yet on his own. Apparently, his own land doesn't really support him yet. So what he does is he works two days on other people's land, and then he's got a few days to work on his own land. Um, and in that way, he at least keeps up his own land for a time when something else would need to come along. And that's what the Basque means, uh, that an Oved an because even when he loses his job, he'll have more lachem. But if he, he's looking for empty ways of earning a living, that he won't have. And then again, this is typical, and that's why I'm stressing it, the Vilna Gaon applies it to Torah as well. Um, because if with Torah alone, you could survive um, in this world, if you have Torah alone. But a Chacham eats L'sov and show and he learns Torah, but he does mitzvot as well. But if somebody wants to go after empty things, things of empty importance in this world, so then they don't understand what's going on. The same thing is true of Adam Rishon before the sin in Gan Eden, when he was working the land, so he was working the land, uh, that was good, those were good times, that was an Oved Ad that was used by Lachem, and he says, and now, 
Anu avdim otav hamitzvot she'anu osim. That we worked the land, and that's what Oved Matot would be with the mitzvot that we do. In other words, so Oved Matot is balachim where Adif Rekim Chazalei would be where Adif Rekim would be if you only learn Torah, so you're lacking in your study of Torah, and therefore you might be able to survive and subsist in Olam Azev. When you get to Olam Aba, it would have been an empty Torah. He might be talking about here people who make a living by learning Torah. He might not. But in any case, he's saying that mitzvot play the role of working the land and of having a full and fulfilled uh, lifestyle, full and fulfilled relationship with Hashem, and being able to earn uh, a living, as it were, both in this world and in the next world, in which Torah and mitzvot are what counts. Just striking to me, anyway, that the Vilnagon thinks of doing mitzvot in our times as being in some way parallel to whatever working of the land Adam Rishon would have done in Gan Eden before the Gerush, before being kicked out of Gan Eden. So for him, the act of mitzvot is more than personality development, character development. It's really got an impact on the world somewhat akin to planting, farming, etc. Pasuk Yudet, Chambad Rasha Mitzod Ra'im Meshorish Tzadikim Yitain. The JPS has the wicked covet, the the wicked covet, the catch of evil men, the root of the righteous, yields fruit. So he says here, so it's always been about Rasha as being somebody who doesn't have good compassion, somebody who's always thinking about evil, somebody who's always seeking to gain his own advantage and trip other people up. Here the Vilnagon says it's He's just giving in, indulging in his appetites. So even though he seems that he's like a good person, perhaps, really what he wants is he's homemade. And so, um, but what's somebody who comes from, from the righteous, so they have a really good nature in their nature to give to other people and to do good. And so, if somebody comes from that, then they don't... Uh, but if somebody comes from not that kind of a thing, from a Rasha family... So it's not in their nature. So they have to break themselves and they have to learn to do it. So in Pasuk Yudbet, the Vilna God is reading it. It's is that somebody comes from the, uh, a family of evildoers will have a harder time doing mitzvot because they're not used to it because it's not in their nature. It hasn't been bred into them. I just heard a story uh, over over the... I went to about mitzvah in Cleveland over January 1st and so somebody told me there, she has a friend who grew up in a non-observant home, but married an observant guy, and they make a perfectly fine living, and they give 10% of their salary every year to Tzedakah, and how this friend, even though she understands it, and she would not do it, it's very difficult for her, it's shocking for her to have to do such a thing. So that, just that simple thing, a simple custom, to give 10% to Tzedakah, that's what the only one is talking about. If it's bred in you, then it becomes natural and comfortable, and if it's not, it's much, much, much more difficult, and you have to break yourself to be able to do it. So sinful speech is a trap for the evil man, but the righteous escapes from trouble. Um, so he, he's, he suggests that evildoers try with their mouths to do evil in a way that they think they can avoid Hashem sort of knowing that he did it. And but but that it doesn't work, and that Hashem does know, and that's why the tzaddik will be protected. But that sometimes the evildoers try to do it with their mouth and do it with their talk, rather than doing any activity that would lead to being clear what they were doing. It's the fruit of your mouth. The man gets his fill of good from the fruit of his speech, and you're repaid in kind for your deeds. So the Vilna Gaon says that you should always be trying 
to rebuke or admonish or remonstrate like we saw in Pasagala with other people because if they listen to you great and not only great but great in that you will get reward the person who did the admonishing will get some of the reward or will, I apologize will get some of the reward of the person who did it because they are the catalyst they are the cause of it and if the person doesn't listen to them they'll get all of the reward because as the Ari says that uh, if you're Zohar to do the right thing you'll get you'll get your own reward and the reward of that other person that's what it's talking about here that if you're you will get some of his good either he'll get good too and you'll share it or you'll get all the good because he won't listen to you and that's why a person should always use me pre-pi'ish from your mouth so again you have to do it the right way otherwise you'll get the sin in trying to rebuke or admonish or remonstrate with somebody else you have to do it the right way but if you do it in the right way you're guaranteed that good will come of it for you and hopefully for the other person a person, an evil, an incompetent, a fool, he always thinks that he's doing the right thing. He has no quality of self-criticism. He understands that he's right. So the evil, whatever, and the villain goes a step further that he thinks not only that he always thinks he's right, he thinks it's the first thing that came into his mind that's right, and therefore he never listens to other people's advice because he thought of it. Once he thought of it, he knows that it's good. Whereas a chacham doesn't do anything. He thinks about it, and he asks for other people's advice on it, and that's why he will always be uh, be more successful because he'll find good advice on it. And then the Vilna relates that to Torah Shemichtav and Torah Shemalpeh. Because he has a Torah, that's like the Torah Shemichtav, he just sees it, and he thinks he can do it right away. Whereas Torah you have to get ba'oz and you have to sit and listen and be willing to accept that the Torah Shabbat doesn't always mean what it seems to mean and you have to accept from others and then the Vilna says that it's better to be an acceptor than from somebody who's trying to influence others because that's part of the understanding of, of our place in the world that we don't always know the right thing and therefore we should be trying to always seek greater advice and learning from other people around us and that's how the Vilna understands it. Whereas an Avil is somebody who's always sure that he or she may be right is not listening to others. Pasuk Tetzayin, Evil Bayom Yivadaka Aso, Echosek Kalon Arum. So, another example of this is that the fool's vexation is known at once, but a clever man conceals his humiliation. So, the Evil, when somebody does something bad to him or angers him, he can't control himself. And he'll immediately let it out. Whereas the Arum, the wise person here, it means the clever person, he will cover it up, even though somebody embarrasses him and he doesn't let it out and he won't and he won't um, reveal it because he understands that you don't fight about all these things and therefore he just lets it go. So that's another distinction between the Avil and the Arom, the Avil and the Chacham because the Chacham understands you don't always pick a fight over everything that somebody does to you or that went wrong. Pasuk Yitzayin No, I'm sorry. Yeah, Pasuk Yitzayin Yafiach Emunah Yagid Et Tzedek Ve'et Shekarim Mirma. So literally this means he who testifies faithfully Yafiach Emunah Yagid Tzedek tells the truth but a false witness tells deceit. So, the Vilna Gon, however, is going to read it not in terms of uh, testimony, but um, that it's so kol hapnimi besod vayipach be'apav nishmat chayim who kol gadovel lo yasaf v'tzedek hu chitzoni. And so, what it means is, and that's why it says tzedek is his ramanav that he thinks that yafiach emunah means emunah will come from inside of you. It's not here talking about testimony at all. The Vilna Gon thinks it's talking about if somebody lets out their inner goodness, and that's the inner call, the inner voice that we all have, and that's what Hashem, it says, this, this word of Yafiyach is similar to the word in Breshit. When God creates Adam, it's a Vayipach Be'apav Nishmat Chayim. 
and then there's a kol gadol when it talks about Harsinai it calls about a kol gadol a great voice below yasaf which some people think means it didn't happen again but others read lo yasaf as it never stopped and so the Vilna Gaon is reading it that second way it never stops what he's saying is that inside of us we have that kol so yafiach emunah those who let the emunah that's inside of them come out yagid tzedek will show itself outwardly which is tzedek um, and that's why the Pesach says, it'll be like a belt around your waist, and that's why it's yafiach, inside, whereas an age karim, somebody who has inside of them a false uh, spirit, so um, they will lead age karim mirma. It's somebody who comes from mirma, from a false spirit, meaning a non-believing spirit, and they will lead to many lies, many deceits, because that's what happens from the mirma inside of you. Pesach there is blunt talk like sword thrust you talk and it's like you're you're sticking a sword in somebody whereas the language of Chachamim of the wise is always a marpe is always a salve is always a healing so that's uh uh, the Vilna Gaon brings us back to a topic we've seen a couple of times in this parable already, to the question of rebuke and admonishment and remonstration. He says there are two kinds of ways that you can remonstrate with somebody. There's some way where you just say harsh things, and you don't tell them how to fix themselves up. You just say, harsh, you're evil, you're bad, you do this wrong, you do that wrong, you don't give enough tzedakah, you don't, you talk about Shanara. Whereas the second way is, you show them, you show people the way to improve. So the first way is even though you're theoretically doing the right thing by helping people understand what they're doing wrong, it's really like sticking a sword into them. Whereas when Chachamim speak, it's always a Marpeh because they don't say, and they don't say just everything, and they don't uh, spit out all of the evils and all of the wrongs that people are doing. They say those things where they think they have something constructive to say about it and a way to teach people how to improve and how to be better. And that's the kind of admonishment that we're talking about. Now, I haven't spoken at all in Mishle about structural issues, but it is, at least in this parak, and not every parak is different, because in this parak you see us in the Vilna Gomez reading, circling around again and again, around the topics of an Avil and a Chacham, a Rasha and a Tzadik, which are the, the meat of the parak, and then periodically thrown in the issue of remonstration and admonishment and rebuke, because I think that this Barak and Mishli in the Vilna Gaon's reading is uh, is focused on that question and how people find their ways from being an Avil into being a Chacham or a Tzaddik. There's the internal voice they spoke about, there's the practices that we spoke about, and then there's the accepting admonishment and different ways of having it go about. Pasigutet, Sfat Emetikon La'ad Ve'ad Argia Leshon Shaker. Truthful speech abides forever, but a lying tongue for but a moment. The Sorry, I'm not reading it right. I got it right the first time. So, uh, is a proper language. It speaks truthfully. Um, because it, the Velagon says, according to, if, when you're talking about truthful people, even their tongues, even their sfat, even what's their outward speech. Whereas Balei Sheker, even their Lashon, which is their inward speech, their most uh, innermost speech that they think most carefully to themselves, it's still going to be lies and not going to stand for anything. So that's a, a conscious of the science of before, where Tzaddik is a lasting, sustainable, we call it in our terms today, 
and Rishayim is unsustainable even if it lasts for a while. So take an ecological example, those who believe that we have a problem with global warming would tell you that our lifestyle now, it may take a thousand years for it to have an effect, but it's eventually going to lead to the destruction of the earth. And there will be, now they're saying it's within a century or two, we will already see the negative impact. And if we want to be serious about it, think about it, we should find a way to live that is sustainable. And so too for businesses, Vilna Gaon is saying that's what the Pesukim are telling us about Sadiq versus Rasha as well, that a Rasha is somebody whose life is unsustainable in that way and therefore should be changed as soon as possible. Pesuk Chaf, sorry. There is deceit in the minds of those who plot evil. For those who plan good, there is joy. So those who speak mirma, who speak deceitfully and wrongfully, they're called chorshera, the plowers of evil. And they give advice, bad advice, so that bad will happen. And then, the, and by virtue of them doing this, right, they're living this lifestyle, they're always worried that maybe somebody will reveal them. Whereas those who are giving proper advice and good advice to the best of their abilities, they always have simcha. Why do they have simcha? Because they know that they've done the best they can. So they don't have any worries that somebody will find out the truth. They've been trying to give the truth. So that is a almost practical reason for why it's better to be uh, a, a, a yoitz shalom as opposed to a meramea or choresh ra. If only because you have the peace of mind to sleep at night well because you know you've done your work uh, faithfully and well. Lo malura. Nothing harm, no harm will fall to the righteous, but the wicked have their fill of misfortune. So the Vilnagon says, when we say that nothing happens to the faults of the righteous, he says, even by chance, even in their thoughts, and all the more so in their speech or in their actions. So that's already telling you it's not a protection of a tree won't fall on them or the car won't break down. That might happen too, but internally. They will be secure and protected from the Yetzirahara, from going the wrong way, from thinking the wrong things. That's a much broader claim than you would have had to make. Whereas Rishayim, they're always filled with Ra. It's not even an accident. It's just that's what is the the stuff of their life, the stuff of their existence is always evil. And it's always going to be that way. And again, it will be internally as well as externally. And the focus of the ground is parent, that whole idea of your internal being important as well. And that Hashem finds as an abomination those who speak falsely, whereas the people do things faithfully and trustfully, those are what Hashem wants. The Vilgon here says there are two kinds of lies. There are lies where you always knew it was a lie, but Kazam is where you thought you would do it to begin with. So Sifte Shaker are people who apparently knew to begin with, whereas Kazam is you planned to do it and then you went back on your word. So Tovat Hashem is the person who's lying straight up. Whereas Osei Emuna, it's not only um, it's not only that they do what they intend to do, it's not only that they, they meant what to do when they made a commitment, it's that once they made a commitment, they always do it, and that will be Ritzono, they will get Ritzono from Hashem. Pazuk of Gimel, Adam Arum Kosedat Kolev Kisidi Mikra Ivelet. So Adam Arum covers up the Vildagon even what he knows. Whereas the Xil and the Avil, and the Avil, we've seen this before, is somebody who always, whenever it comes into his mind first, he already calls it out. And so, and that's what the, the contrast is between them. And so the, that idea of the Chacham hiding things and holding things within, unless they are valuable and worth sharing, is a key aspect of what it means to be a Chacham. That's that whole idea of esoteric knowledge, the idea that not everything that's important and valuable is worth saying because people might not be ready to hear it, ready to accept it, ready to tolerate it. And that is what is 
going on in this pasuk Gimel. Pasuk of Dalid, the hand of the diligent wields authority. The negligent are held in subjection. So Harutzim, the Vilna Gaon thinks the Harif that owes Midarchi Hashem. Even though in this world he might not, he might suffer. The the pasuk here is talking about in the future. So he says Timshol will rule, whereas Remiati Alamas, and they will be subjugated. He doesn't necessarily mean it's a prediction about the way the world works now. It's a prediction about the ultimate course of the world. And that's an important distinction, right? Sometimes people see Psukim like they say, well, it's just not true. We see plenty of Tzadikim who are not the rulers of the world, but the Vilna never assumed that. What he assumed was, because he couldn't have, because he knew that difference as well. What he assumed was that we're talking about the ultimate way the world will eventually go. Pasuk of Hey, Daga believe Ish, Yashichena, Vidavartov, Yisamachena. If a person has worry in their hearts, they should, uh, speak about it and share it. So the Agamash Lady says it makes you sad and depressed. So if somebody comes to you and speaks nicely to you, then they will make you happy again. So he sees the two sides going together. You have a Dagabalevish. In the in the English it says let him quash it and then turn it into joy with a good word. It's not that he himself will do it, somebody else will come and do it and do it for him. Somebody else should come along and help him and help him by telling him good things and that will help him out of his depression. Another possibility is that when it says Tov, Davar Tov, it means Torah. That anybody who takes upon themselves all Torah, they take away from him all sorts of worries that most people have if you're studying Torah. The Vildagon says the study of Torah should help take away those words, the extent to which he means he doesn't clarify, but that's what he seems to understand is two possibilities within this puzzle of how you get rid of the agot of worries. A righteous man gives his friend direction, but the way the wicked leads astray. So the tzaddik tells them... Um, so that the JPS has it that it's sort of like once they tells you what's going on, the other one has the exact opposite in that um, that the that tzaddikim, as the other one said before, generally act privately and quietly. So if I want to be a tzaddik and I don't know how to be one, how do I go about finding the way? So he says what the pasuk means is that tzaddikim will sort of hunt each other down and they will find a way to find out what the person is doing. Whereas derech rishaim, which is out in the open. Right, that's why it's a derech, it's beit galia, it's out in the open, but it will mislead people because they'll think that it's a good way to go when it really isn't. So, you might have thought just to use the common current example that following Bernard Madoff in his financial decisions would have been a smart move, but it turns out that it was a, that it was a misleading one. Whereas there might be people who are at tzedikim and they do it in quiet and they're not so public about the way they invest, the way they, assuming that investing is an example of good, but there are ways of tzedikim where they're quiet about it and you want to learn from them, you have to ferret out their ways. Negligent man never has game to roast. But a diligent man has precious wealth. So according to the JPS then means that he'll never have anything to roast. But here, um, the Vilna Gaon thinks that it's based on what Chazal say when they say when you capture a bird you have to uh, roast its wings, you have to clip its wings so that you can Hold on to it, and so what it says is that Remiya doesn't know that. Whereas Hon Adam Yakar Charutz, but Adam Yakar Charutz, but Adam Yakar will know this will have it in his hands, and therefore will never escape from him. And then he once again applies it to Torah, showing us 
Velnagon's Mashal was generally the world of Torah. If you learn and you don't review constantly, he says, then it's Ramiya, you won't have that knowledge anyway because it won't be sticking with you. Whereas a person, Hanahonya, Adam Yakar, will have something of value and he'll always have it because he will have done, um, he will have done, and he thinks that Adam Yakar is his Torah and Harutz are his mitzvahs that he tries in. If he has both, he will be Choser to me and then he will have real things and it will stay with him and he will have his fortune well established as opposed to the other person who doesn't do the review and doesn't do the effort to keep it would be like somebody who hunts a bird and then does not bother to uh, clip its wings the road of righteousness leads to life by way of its path there is no death so again he comes back to the idea that hakol ikasya that he came cover over that's right it's an orach it's a quiet private path and that's where real life is Whereas a derech, the public ways of of people who are um, of people who aren't doing the right thing necessarily, but in this case, people are doing lots of things, but they're also doing tzedaka. They won't have any death. So orech tzedaka will get real chayim. They'll get real life. Whereas derech nitiva, people um, don't have good to their lives. They do have something that they do incorrectly, improperly, and wrongly. Nonetheless, they will not have death as long as stuck is part of their characteristics and part of what they do. So, a jam-packed parak. I went fairly quickly. I apologize for that. I urge you, if you feel so inclined, to listen again. But the major themes of of tzaddik versus rasha, of immediate action versus uh, well-considered action, of public versus private, and of accepting musar, accepting tochachat, recognizing you have to hear and learn from other people. These are major themes that we saw in today's parak. Have a great day.